What's happening, guys? It's Adam here. Just a quick word from our sponsors before we kick off today's episode. That is Beer52.com. Beer52 is the UK's most popular craft beer discovery club. They're number one, baby. And they'll send you some amazing beers every month, and you can rate and review them via their website to earn points and rewards. Now, every month's beers that you get sent will have a brand new theme. Past themes have been the beers of Germany, California, Belgium, Korea, New Zealand, South Africa, and many, many more. And they've kindly given our listeners an exclusive offer. You'll get a free case of eight beers, an award-winning beer magazine, and a tasty snack the second you sign up. They'll send them out in the post here, and you can't catch Corona from the post. All you have to do is pay a few quid for the delivery, and you can cancel or pause your membership at any time. Sign up now at beer52.com slash word. That's our exclusive link. That's B-E-E-R 52.com slash W-O-R-D. You'll claim your free case of beer, and for every person that signs up via that link only, they slide us a little bit of money. That supports the podcast. It helps us out. It's win-win. So do us a favour, pause the pod here, go and do that now, and then enjoy the episode. Nice one. See you in a bit. Fucking did it in one take, bro. Yeah, man. Now, I'm getting the word not. Upset me, nasty bitch. Catch me outside. How about that? I'm big boned. I'm heavy structure. I'm hung low. If I pull my shit out, this whole room get dark. Disgusting! It's the end of the world as we know it, and I feel like podcasting with video on YouTube, on social media at Have a Word Pod. You are listening to the funniest podcast in the game. Have a Word. Shut down dailies. Let's get through this mess together. <laughs> Granddad Daniel's lost his phone. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. And I just thought, do you know what? Yesterday was a little bit tetchy because we had to get that announcement done and we were both just wanted it to get it right. And it was just a bit of pressure, which is weird because this podcast is all just us fucking around and having fun. And then yeah. all of a sudden we're going, g- f- g- g-. it's like, it felt quite serious. And I I know my phone is in the house somewhere, but I wanted to enjoy the start of this podcast. So I just went, doesn't matter. Adam can email <laughs> me the login details. Let I it don't. go. Yeah. Let it go. You'll find it later. <laughs> So I just didn't want to be the psycho going like, Laura, where's the fucking phone? Come on! And then Etta's like, Mummy, where's the fucking phone? And you're just a bad dad and you've got an annoyed wife and you've just hoofed the fucking... I know it's in the couch. I'm almost definite it's in the couch. That thieving, comfortable bastard of a couch. Do you uh, leave your phone on silent? Yeah, it's all, yeah, always. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The fucking knob and she's the same. She loses her phone yeah. about six times a day. I, to the yeah. point where if Jade comes in a room now and goes Adam you know like playing up to the I'm, a, I'm just a little I'm just a little girl and I need some help from from you that Adam. voice Adam. I, as soon as she says my voice in that tone I know she's lost her phone right and I'm like ring it she's like it's on quiet again so many times I've screamed at Jade you need to start leaving your phone on loud because you lose it so often if you lose it and it's on loud I can just ring it instead of having it on vibrates and we have to ring it 
and then make sure the entire house is dead fucking silent trying to hear a rumble that could be in any room of this three-bedroom house. <laughs> That's never enough. Unless it's on hardwood and then it sounds so fucking loud. Yeah, I don't lose my phone what enough to justify it. I just, six oh, times I, a day. It's inside a pillow that I've put in my wardrobe. <laughs> How did I do that? It's in my comfy pillow. You know, I just thought it's nice. Yeah, six, six times a day. It's in the washing machine. <laughs> um, isn't there like a... There's a thing, though, isn't there? Like a Find My Phone, isn't there? I'm just I'm making up an app that might not exist, but there's, if there's Find My Friend, I'm yeah. sure there's Find My Fucking Phone. Yeah, there's an app called Find My iPhone, but it doesn't tell you, like the square inch that it's sat in it's like if yeah. someone steals your phone you can go on the find my iphone app and it'll go it's in that house oh right 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 <laughs> it doesn't get as specific it's not- as it's fallen behind the couch <laughs> no, i mean because if it did for- uh, yeah and i was in al-qaeda or isis i definitely wouldn't have that Imran, Imran, where is my phone? I don't know, Mohammed. How many times I tell you? Every time, six times, you come in like, oh, Imran, I can't find my phone. You use the find phone finder. We've got an app for Why it. Am- What's that whistling what? sound? <laughs> it's the fucking, it's the Why bombs are they that Imran are. Because they're in Al Qaeda. And ISIS. Frank and Dave can't be in Al Qaeda. Could you do that again? Or could you use Frank and Dave, please? Could you not trounce all over my Al-Qaeda find your phone bit by pretending you've been eating vegetables this afternoon, you <laughs> fucking hairy lesbian? Uh, no, Dan, I want to stop I that just, and do it as Frank. Right, I'll do it as Frank and noodle. Oh, really? I just had a pot noodle and the sweet corn in that, so I have had vegetables. <laughs> so good. His little, his little flappy, his little vegan vagina's coming out. Um, yeah, so that's in- yeah. interesting Frank, technology Frank, that I don't have. Where is my phone? I don't know, Dave. I don't know where your phone is, Dave. <laughs> but Frank, I've lost my phone. Frank, you fucking piece of shit. We need to do beheading video. Get me my phone, Frank. <laughs> Dave, what is whistling sound coming through window? Oh, it's targeted missile. Oh, the Americans knew because of find my iPhone. Oh, Frank, <laughs> you fucking dick. You see, it's still a problem. If you do the Middle Eastern voice, you see, you can call them Frank and Dave. But... Oh, hey, that was my Yorkshire. Oh, right. <laughs> you picked the wrong county for that banter. Why? No, no, I'm just making a joke about the uh, Muslim population, about the Asian of, Yorkshire. population yes. of Yorkshire. Yeah. Well, I was talking about Sheffield, where there's not that many. All right. Don't be coming in with your Bradford banter. No more, no more sweet corn pre-pod. Yeah. No more, <laughs> no more sweet corn. I yeah so I don't I'm just gonna what am I gonna what am I gonna do misarrangements this is the whole fucking deal in it arrangement wise this and I've made it we've made it on time you've emailed me what else is going on I mean I'm a fish it's two for Tuesday and I was considering a Domino's so that might cause a problem but I can still do it on the fucking laptop can't I yeah you can order on dominoes.com yeah, thinking about it. I think Laura's like, I'm going to make something. I just zoned out because I want a Domino's, really. I think I'm going to do one of my uh, me classic roast dinners later. Oh, okay. I think, uh, I've got a beef joint in the fridge that goes out of days in four days. So <sighs> I think I'm going to do that. Would you eat it beyond that four days or is that madness? No. Oh, no, no. You're no, a bit of a stickler for the sell-by. past the sell-by days. Really? Jade does. Right. Like, once the bread is out of date... It's gone. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Although it's very low risk, the bread, isn't it? It's not like... Jade yeah, we lost Brian because he ate bread. A mould. Jade will, like, be holding a fucking piece of bread up to the light and, like, oh, it's Sniff testing. Mold, Sniff testing. No visual? She's looking for mould on it? <laughs> and if there's no visual mould, then it's an acceptable piece of bread and she'll toast it. What about cheese? Cheese past the sell-by date's fine, Adam. I mean, if anything, it makes it better cheese, in theory. Oh, I don't like a mouldy cheese. I like mild cheddar and cheese string. That's what I'm after. What's your favourite cheese? Uh, string? Do you have like a mouldy cheese? Will you have like a gorgonzola? <coughs> no. Cheese? No, no, no. No, fuck that. My dad went through a phase after he divorced my mum. He was seeing this psychopath called Linda. And he went through a phase of making his own pizza. I think he put about three stone on in a fortnight. He, they got a pizza maker and they're like, oh, I make your own pizzas. It's better than, uh, than you get at a restaurant. And what he meant by better was it was a greedy fat fuck's pizza. It was yeah. one of those things where you're like, literally, this isn't just now baking or cooking. This isn't culinary anymore. This is borderline engineering. The amount of shit he'd get on what was basically a 10-inch pizza. And he's like, ah, put, uh, the cheese is already on. You know, you, you put mozzarella on it. You, you put cheddar. And then we've got this lovely blue cheese. And he started just stacking different types of cheeses on. It literally couldn't melt because there was too much shit to get through. Oh, the fucking smell of that. So I'm not a big, like, fancy cheese guy. But after seeing my dad shorten his own life expectancy by about 12 years through three months of home pizza baking, I am fucking done. Like, oh, I've got seven types of cheeses. You're a fat bastard. That's, That's the truth. Such a male way to handle a breakup, isn't it? Like, after a breakup, women tend to, like, you know, they, they, they do a bit of a glow up, don't they? They're like, I'm going to just start doing my nails again. I'm going to start seeing the girls. I'm going to book some me time. I'm getting a spa. I just need to feel better and revitalized. Men handle breakups awfully. Like, if, if you get divorced, I worry how you'll handle it because a lot of men do stand up comedy. Don't think that's such a. I'm 42. She's fucking left me. The kids are in university. I need. I need to do something. I know the people who do it in that circumstance. They're always shit, and they last about three months to gig in, and then they're just like, "Oh fuck this!" and happy ass because it's not what they expected it to but be. It's always their opening lines. Usually, so I tell you, it's a cunt, and you're like, "All right." <laughs> All right, fella. Woo! Let's keep it to the divorce courts. Let's not bring it to an open spot now. Everyone's just... It's just young people trying to have fun, and they're like, oh, I've got five minutes of anger. Yeah. What do you do if you're a comedian there? What do you just get a job in IT somewhere? Like, have you heard Dan? Yeah, he's gone through a nasty divorce, and now he's an accountant, giving up comedy. Did you buy a ukulele and start doing musical comedy? Oh, I like it. <laughs> you know I'm going to try it one day. I've got my ukulele. I'm going. I'm going. I'm going to be that prick. Like, bum, 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 bum. she's a dick. Oh, she's a bitch. Um, yeah. I'm doing a bit of stand up later after the podcast. What? I am doing a short clip of material into the camera after this with all our podcast set up and I'm going to do it for the Stand Comedy Club. There's not many comedy clubs I would do non-audience comedy for, but it's not streamed live. It's a pre-recorded clip. They want three to five minutes. I can waffle, try and be funny, and if it's dog shit, and I'm like, I'm not having that, I can stop it, 
press play. I'm going to try it four of... What's the cutoff in my head? Five times. If I can't get the clip on the fifth time, I'm just going to email Eva at the stand and be like, no, nah, I can't do it. It's bullshit. It's just shouting into a fucking... Shouting into the ether. But I'm going to give it a go because they asked and I really... I really love the stand comedy clubs. They're, they're a bit special. So I don't know how that's going to go. I'm a bit... I've just... I've. It was weird because I just, just jotted down the first version of a set list that I've done since the fucking last day of Rona. March the 15th, when I supported you on tour in Manchester, was the last time I did a set. Where was it? Nearly two months ago. Seven weeks ago. And I just wrote down a little ah. bit of a set. Weird. I miss stand-up so much, but I still don't miss it enough to do any of those to-camera stand-up bits yet. I'm quite happy at the minute like I've had over the past week I've had quite a lot I've had like about 10 maybe 13 emails or Facebook messages from people going we're running a, a gig will you do something for us like what the stand have asked you and I've just been really honest with all of them and gone I can't be asked I don't want to do that but what I am looking for at the minute is other podcasts and like chat shows to go on do you know what I mean Yeah. because A I want to I want to plug this and get more people to listen to our podcast because I think people who tend to listen to this stick around because it's good yep. and also I've got that special that's coming out in about a month um, yeah that I need to plug so I, I, I do want to do some podcasts and mix it up and because as of next week um, we're cutting this back a bit uh, by the way if anyone's listening to this and they're a bit surprised because they thought yesterday we were just cutting to three episodes a week I, I'm not 100% sure we made it properly clear that starts next Monday yeah we didn't make it inc we got so hit up about why we were doing it and what we were doing we forgot to say we're not pulling the rug but I tried yeah. to make it clear on the description of the episodes and the tweet we put out but I don't think anyone fucking always reads that no. but yeah um, we're cutting down to that that new schedule in next start of next week so we didn't want everyone to be like well that was it. i needed six this week but i know yeah, what you mean i think i might feel i almost feel like i've gone too early with this but it's because the stand comedy club i think are one of the very best like they're up there it, it, it when hot water at the start of the shutdown said look this was to be fair it was a free hit they said do you mind using if we use a clip to put like live stream i you think you'd be mental to be like no don't do that um, if the frog, the frog are talking about doing something, the frog and bucket in Manchester, the stands, there isn't a whole, maybe the glee, there isn't a load of other comedy clubs that I would, that I would do something for, but I, I, I couldn't do live stream where people were up on Zoom and I was like, <laughs> I just because if it doesn't work and I know it's not working, I don't want to see it. With this, I get to just have a few goes of of doing a little monologue and trying to make it amusing. And if it's not good, I can stop the record and just go. I can't do it. It's not gonna. Be, it's not gonna work. I feel like this yeah. is my first little dummy run. But I think when we hit the uh, the new schedule, I think we will want to do more stuff. I, th I I think sneaky. We've really increased our tolerance for like this online work stuff. So it's really good if we're doing cross sort of, you know, podcast. That'd I, be amazing. Um, but right now we haven't had we haven't had time for it. I haven't had time for it up until this no, point. No, definitely not. 
I've got um, a few plans for some content I'm going to start putting out next week with the extra time I've got. And there's another podcast, by the way, um, that people should check out. I've been a guest on it before. It's called Two Vegan Idiots, and it's two absolutely hilarious lads, Carl Donnelly and Julian Dean. And Carl got in contact with me yesterday. He wants me and you to both go on on a single episode. Oh, amazing. So that we can talk about, have a word and be guests on that. So keep an eye out for that because we'll talk about that in a bit. But we'll, oh, we'll, Julian we'll and Carl are so amazing as well. Yeah. Oh dear, we um, yeah, it's it's weird. I I feel very strange. We got a comedy uh, question from someone. Um, Ryan Joe, do you want to do you want to talk about comedy? Do you feel like you can talk about comedy, Adam? Have I am you... up for talking about comedy. We have got a question. I kind of like these. These pop up once in a once in a while. Ryan Joseph emailed and he said, Hi, Adam and Dave. Just wanted to say that the bits where you chat about the comedy industry are fascinating and every bit as good as the other stuff. In fact, it's led me to search out other comics on YouTube and I'm definitely going to have a visit to Liverpool for a night out at Hot Water Comedy Club when all this shit is over. Uh, I'd love to know how the process of developing material works for you. Do you have purposely like allotted hours where you sit thinking of something until it pops in your head or is it more spontaneous thing that, that happens while you're shopping or watching telly? I've always been in awe of comedians and would love to know more about the magic and how it happens. Loving the pod and have listened from the start. A word as original. Um, spontaneous for me. Like I, I don't sit and write ever. Very, very, very rarely anyway. Um, I, I don't go, right, this is right an hour and for this hour I'm writing jokes. I, I just don't do that. I... I wait for things to happen to me or come to me head. I make a little note on my phone, yep. um, which I did the other day. Um, I've started making more and more, got more and more ideas coming to me for new stuff when I come back. Um, and then I don't, I, I don't write any of my stuff out long form either. I go on stage with the rough idea and I talk until it's funny and then try and remember what was funny and what wasn't. Record it, listen back to it. I, ne- I, I, do often record myself but I very rarely listen back to it because I don't like my own voice the same reason I don't listen to the podcast back I just try and go oh that bit was funny that worked that never that never and that probably means that I probably lose some funny stuff because I forget it or I don't realise that I said it or whatever Um, yeah but but usually you remember the funny stuff don't you that's the thing yeah like you instinctively people are like that's such a shame you'll remember you'll forget all these really funny bits you're like yeah you really you remember the funny bits some bits can f- slip through the cracks, cracks, but mainly, yeah. Pre Edinburgh, I listen to myself a lot. That's when because I, I just think there's so much new content being put together. I I become quite attentive to that. But usually, I'm the same as Adam. Like I will record some stuff, but it's rare that I'm in the mood. Because if you've just thought about a gig on the way to a gig, then you've done the gig. It's very rare that you're like, right, on the way home, I'll fucking listen to the gig. It's it can happen. If it's if we've got a brand new bit that I'm bedded in. But yeah, that I speak to comics all the time and like, yeah, I sat down and did some amazing writing. I'm like, God, I never do that. It's just I think I'd end up throwing away bits that work if I did that. You know, if I listened back. Because I hate my own voice so much. And believe it or not, when it comes to my own stand-up I'm a bit of a perfectionist and I know this sort of sounds counterintuitive the way I'm saying I do it but if I watch myself too much I'll go why do you say that like that what What are you doing it with that inflection for What's why, why are you doing it that way what's that like 
I'm overly critical of it. So even bits that are killing and getting big laughs, I'll be like, why have you fucking said that like that? Yeah. And it'll put me off wanting to do that joke again, even if it works. So I just try and remember what the audience enjoyed rather than what I enjoyed because I'd get too bogged down in it. Also, what, what works for me and Adam, although to be fair, we've got quite a similar process, isn't right for someone else. So there is no, you know, like anything, you've just got to do what's right for you. But I totally agree with the writing something out like verbatim, writing it out long form. I have done that in the past for Edinburgh bits. And you, like, it's amazing. Even after all the times of doing it, I know, I can tell which bits were written out. Obviously I know, but you can see the difference. You can see me reading something from a piece of paper in my head rather than retelling a story or articulating a thought. It loses, because comedy is by its nature quite conversational, especially our style. It's story storytelling, it's conversational, it's observational. If you write it down, it it, it's, it feels wrong. It just feels wrong. Like when we're doing the podcast and we're reading something, instantly it feels different. You can hear a slight change. I'm, I'm always aware of that for me. Like, It's awful. Like, I, I hate it when I can tell a comic is reading a script in their head. Like, yeah. that's why my favourite comics, the ones we've talked about, if you watch their stand-up special, if if you know nothing about comedy and you could let yourself forget what you know about it, you'd go, that's the first time he's ever said that. Yeah, This is just coming to him. Now, obviously, we and anyone who's into comedy knows that if you put in a stand-up special on Netflix, he's, he's said that routine 200 times minimum yeah. before it goes on Netflix. And he said it the same way every night for however, however long. But I want to be able to suspend my belief when I'm watching a comic and be like, this is just a, a person spilling their thoughts out. This is just them. Oh, and, and another thing... I've just remembered this. Well, I, I know if I actually think about it, no, you haven't. You've worked on this and that's always what you say there. But I want to believe when I'm watching a stand-up that it's possible that he's just gone to that as a tangent. When I know, when you can see a comic go, like bad segues, clunky segues, do my head in. The ones that I sort of do on the podcast as a joke, where like we're talking about cars and it, I go, well, speaking of wheels, let's yeah, have yeah. a word from Trans Alloys. There's comics who do that in their stand-up. So they'll be like, yeah, so I said, oh, mum, shut up. Speaking of mums, oh. and then they've got 10 minutes about their mum, and it's like, you don't need to do that. All that does is make me go, oh, he feels he needs that because the next bit doesn't stand it's up cheesy. to screen. It's cheesy. It's bollocks. Overperformed comedy, it's well, it becomes very hardened and polished. And it works for moron. It's weird, the science of it. I don't know what it is. There's like, when you've got a thick audience who don't like stand up or don't like you or aren't into it or just haven't watched comedy before, that easy, hardened, well trodden, polished stuff works better at corporates, at Christmas gigs, in front of Muppets. But a good crowd who are actually there to see some stand up, as soon as it gets too polished and perfect, it's like, oh, I'm, and you know, every breath and like, exhale and every bit of thing is just perfect and overdone i think good crowds are like yeah it just feels a bit too fucking it's almost better to see a raw version of it that's only been done 10 20 30 times or 50 times which it, relative to some of the comics who have been doing the same set for 20 years is nothing it's something magical about seeing 
the sparks come off a bit. As you as you can tell, like a comic is having something occur to him or her mid-bit. They're like, oh, fucking another thing. Like you can almost see them writing and tweaking with it on stage. That I love that type of stand-up. And that's what comes yeah. from writing on stage. If you don't have everything perfect, every time you say it, you're developing it a little bit. It's getting stronger. You're working something out about it. There's an amazing, and it's on YouTube, an amazing, um, I, I don't know what to call it, documentary chat podcast that isn't a podcast it was done by hbo a few years ago and it's a conversation between ricky gervais chris rock jerry seinfeld and louis ck it's called talking funny um now i'm sure there's some people who listen to this like i'm not watching anything with louis ck and i'm not because he's uh, literally a wanker and i get that but he's not going to get any money by you watching a pirated thing on youtube and it's worth it to, to just put your yeah. hatred famous out. And he's it. also, before you made a moral judgment because of what everyone else made a moral judgment about on Twitter, one of the greatest to ever do it. Whether you think he's a fucking yeah. perv, whether you think he's a nasty piece of shit, doesn't stop the fact that he's fucking incredibly good at what he did. And also, th th I'm not, not to take it on a tangent too much, but there will be people in, in artistic history that you think are phenomenal that were way fucking worse sex pests. <laughs> I, you know what I mean? If Twitter was around when like, like Beethoven was knocking about, you never know. Like I know you, I know you can't know, but what he did in the grand scheme of things was pervy and horrible really. But Jesus Christ, the full cancel culture need to ease up a touch. Like when it came out that Kevin Spacey was a rat as well. And there was people like snapping the usual suspects DVD and off. And it's like, He's already been paid for that copy, you daft cunt. All yeah. you've done there is deprived yourself of one of the greatest films of all time. You a good film, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that was a great talk special. That that hour, it's just a TV show, but fuck me. Yeah, it's on HBO. Um, and a lot of people, like a lot of comics, because Ricky Gervais divides opinion a lot between stand-ups, doesn't he? And there's a lot of stand-ups who are like, why the fuck is Ricky Gervais on that panel? Chris Rock... Jerry Seinfeld, Louis C.K., and then that fucking knobhead. I, I'm actually a fan of a lot of Ricky Gervais's way. I think he's done some stuff that I don't think is particularly good, but I think on the whole, I'd, I'd say that I'm a fan of a lot of what he's done. Well, he actually put it together. Yeah, it was his idea. <laughs> That's why he's there. And he, he looks like an open spot compared to like three of the behemoths of American comedy. And then Ricky Gervais, who's been doing it sort of seven years. Um. But it's it's a really, really, really good thing. Well worth watching. And something Louis C.K. In says in it rings true with me and I think is very relevant to what we're talking about. Is he says his jokes have like um, a fruit-like lifespan. So Jerry Seinfeld says to him, you know, how, how long does it normally take you to get a routine to be good? Like, you know, in the first month of doing it, it's not going to be as good as it is after six months. And Louis C.K. says, yeah, you're right, but it's like a fruit, piece of fruit to me and that it gets ripe and then it starts rotting a bit. Yep. And I think people who subscribe to the sorts of ideologies of stand-up that me and you do, it, it works like that for all of us. And that's why we throw jokes away or like put them on the internet and go, right, that's on the internet. Now I'm never saying that again because we get bored of them. The, the type of comedy you're talking about, which is the polished, overperformed, which tends to come from people who are actors who've got a background in dramatic acting or street performing or something like that. The people who do that type of stuff, it doesn't rot for them because it, it's just the same as them reading something someone else has written in a playhouse. There's no rotten to it. Whereas 
the type of stand-up we're talking about, which is it looks real. It, there's emotion in it. There's energy to it. It only really works if the audience believe what you're saying and buy into it. After you've said that a certain number of times, you as a performer get bored of it. And because of that, it loses that loses the magic, auth- the authenticity, the magic dust. The just fucking pixie away. dust is gone, and all of a sudden, it's just very fucking well-timed words. There, yeah, it's a, it's such a good analogy that Louis uses there. The the ripening of the fruit. Jerry Seinfeld's from, from that old f- school, isn't he? He had the same set for twenty years. He's just from an older. Yeah. And in British comedy, when I turned up, first ten years of me being about, everyone had the same set. You just had the same set, and it's funny about 10 years ago was the turn when some comics just couldn't change the fact that they never had new stuff and all of a sudden promoters were like yeah we like so and so but it's the same set we've got a regular audience and they've complained they've like yeah we liked it the first time we saw it five years ago Adam me Freddie loads of comics Mick Ferry just list the comics that turn their stuff over and it Annie McLaughlin I loved Justin Morehouse McCaffrey, Mark, Carl Donnelly, Mark Nelson, Kiri's yeah. got new stuff. Like loads of loads of the comics. So I'd say are the better comics in British comedy are now. The, I'm not saying if you come and see me, the the entire set you'll have never seen that because I do. I, I recycle punchlines sometimes. Like I'll have a punchline in a bit about this, and then I drop that bit after like a month because I don't like it or it do, it never got it to where I wanted yeah, to be yeah. or it doesn't fit in with what I'm saying at the time. But there's a couple of punchlines in it where I'm like. They seem a waste to throw away, throw the baby out with the bathwater. So I just have a notebook. I well, a notebook on my phone a lot of the time of punchlines that I don't have a joke for yet. It's something that I really related to on Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle's special <laughs> on equanimity when he says, yeah, I "Kick him in the pussy." <laughs> yeah, they kicked him in the pussy routine. And so what he's saying is, "I write jokes backwards." Isn't that so impressive? And I said to Jade, "I do that, and I don't." I love Dave Chappelle, but I don't think that's necessarily impressive. Sometimes I have a punchline ready and I'm like, I'll find where that belongs eventually. Yeah, yeah, I just, yeah. I, I just haven't got the story that that fits into yet. But it, but when was our last gig? March 15th. If you mm-hmm. saw me and Adam, March, it's different for Adam. Mine was basically just a set. If you saw me March the 15th in 2020 and you saw me March the 15th in 2019, you would see two... Not completely. Maybe there would have been some bits that you're like, oh, I know that bit. I've got a cheese bit that I've been doing for eight years and I'm still not going to drop it because I fucking love it. It's the one line that just keeps surviving all this time. But 90%, 85% of the set would be new. And then the year before and the year before that, we're talking without... There's some comics who are like, it's the... It's the same 85% for 10 years. You're like, how are you still saying these words? Yeah. I, I I don't get how they can do it. And a lot of them are like, oh well, I, I haven't got anything to, to replace it with. This this bit made us in a club. The the I think my blown you on trouble a bit. My favorite routine I've ever had, the best thing I think I've written is my routine about Victoria's Secrets modeling thing. That's gonna be on the special I'm putting out. It's gone. I will never do it on stage again. It's my favorite bit. It kills. It does really well. People enjoy it, but I'm letting it go because I'm like, I'll be bored of it by the time we do stand up again. I don't want to go back to saying that. I need something new to say. You're like a foster and parent. You let them go. Yeah, just, I really love you. And I, if I could keep you forever, I would, but I just, I, I think you need to go and find your own way. But Papa Adam, I've, I've got two, three years left in me. <laughs> <laughs> 
Whip uh, me, me out every now and then, please. Uh, just give me a Pull me in, coach. I'll okay, right. tell you what, um, that was really good when you turn up to a gig and all the other comics are like, fucking hell, you've got so much new stuff. I've not seen any of that. You're like, <laughs> because I've not worked with you for 18 months. Get a fucking notepad out, you douchebag. And anyone who's going, oh, you don't write anything down, mate, I don't write things down in terms of like writing them out like a script. But I think you have to become a very organised thought but you have to be good at accounting for your thoughts like what's just a loose idea i reorganize my set all the time i'm constantly in a notebook i'm never writing out the words of a joke but the names of a joke like fuck maybe that'll go there shit that's actually a good idea maybe actually that's the first half of it that could be the second half of it and you sort of join two bits like i'm really in my notepad organizing and i wish i'd learned that earlier i asked you that question yesterday with that questions for your boyfriend what do you wish you'd learn earlier what did you learn too late i should have had my notepad or the notebook in my phone i should have been way more into that in the first five years i saw john richardson after we'd both been gigging about two or three years and i was sort of going on stage and doing what me and adam had done but without doing a lot of the notebook work and he was really in his own notebook and he was a million miles ahead of me I should have I should I, have um, that's definitely a tip if you're starting out in stand up be organised with your material and your thoughts because it helps you blood new stuff and get rid of old stuff and know which order your stuff's in the best order see I am um, I'm about to offer a contrary uh, angle to that because especially in like December right when I do the hot water comedy club December run and you do two shows Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday and then Friday you do four and Saturday you do six at least sometimes seven and eight for that month I've maybe you're doing 20 minute sets and I've got about 30 minutes of stuff that I'm choosing from and doing a different the strongest stuff and sometimes I'll notice myself in one of me or, or even not in that run if I've got a busy a busy month at another time and I'm doing pretty much the same stuff every night because when you've got your set it is you set for a bit and then you you drop the phone and put new stuff in but let's say for a month period I've got the same exact same 20 minutes that I'm going to do 20 times this month on like day 11 I notice myself not performing it it's just I'm on autopilot and as soon as I notice I'm doing it the next night I open with something different I just change the order completely because it's like I'm surprising myself I don't yeah. know what I'm going to say next so like let's say I've got four routines and we'll call them I don't know just A, B, C and D it doesn't matter A, B, C and D the, the, the next night I'll go right I'm going to open with C but when I start I don't know what the next one's going to be I'll get to the end of C and yeah. go fuck it let's do A yeah. let's do B and then B and then the night after that, I'll do it in a completely different order as well, just because I'm trying to not know what I'm going to say. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's... As much as I possibly can. That's advanced stand-up, by the way. If you're thinking, if you've just started stand-up and you're four gigs in, I'm like, oh, maybe I'll just, I'll write down the first one and then I'll just decide what I feel like for the others. Adam's been going 10 years and you're never going to be gigging. It's going to take a long time. to that. that I, I can see the theory of that. But that's not 
it's not early doors a great idea to be like adam rose said and because what you'll do is you'll do your first bit and then regardless of how well or badly it goes you'll be stood on stage going fuck you adam rowe what's the next bit yeah, I'm not, see ne- ne- never d- listen to what i'm saying as advice i'm not telling people to do this i'm telling people what i do yeah no, it's, that's it's that's basically that's advanced uh advanced technique oh that was uh that was good that's actually got me kind of excited to do this little four minutes to camera i mean i'd be depressed because i'm not going to get to do it properly live for another fucking year <laughs> all right adam's having one of them debbie downer days <laughs> microphones have got rona forever <laughs> i'm starting to worry and i heard another comic say this the other day i'm starting to worry that when I go back on stage and get me first big laugh, that I'm going to burst out crying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm 100% serious as well. I think, especially if this goes on to like November, December or January next, if it's nearly a year since I've done stand-up and I've almost forgotten what the feeling of that rush feels like of 300, 400 people all laughing at something you thought of at once. When that first one comes, I'm really worried that I'm just going to go. <laughs> I, 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 I can't get it out of my head. Because all you've had is your Bell End podcast partner doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Gary, Frank, and <laughs> Isis and Afghan. Very good. That's Yeah, it's not the same. It's going to hit you like a fucking tsunami, isn't it? Mate, it's not oh. going to be that long before you do stand up. It might be that long before you're earning a decent wedge from stand-up but you're not it, that's not going to be your first gig back although 400 people yeah it might be that <laughs> the first gig it back is probably going to be in September and it's going to be like playing a very weird private party to 30 people who don't know each other oh Jesus it's Saturday <sighs> night you're, you're in Liverpool you're at hot water <laughs> And there's fucking 25 people miles apart. Like, fuck me. Now then, lids, I want to tell you about Trans Alloy Wheels Limited. Alloy wheel refurbishments, car body work, and customization services in Leeds and throughout West Yorkshire. Basically, these guys can sort your wheels out. And if you listen to this thinking, well, I'm not like a boy racer, I'm not that bothered about my car. Mate, I drive a Volvo. And after the fucking Rona, I'm going to these guys at Trans Alloy Wheels Limited when I'm gigging in Yorkshire, and I'm going to get them to sort out the alloys that are all scuffed up and fucked on my Volvo V40 so even if you've got a sensible dad mobile or you've inherited your nana's banger soup up the wheels get them sorted if you part like a bell end get them tidied up make them look smarter go the full hog get them jazzed up get them glitzy get them gold just live your life through your alloy wheels they can add value to your car and make it look fucking smart they use the same techniques as the biggest car manufacturers and they offer powder coating diamond cutting painting new tyres acid stripping and shot blasting tyre fitting and removal they do car body repairs and they have a pickup and delivery service they also do insurance work these guys have got amazing reviews online come and get your wheels souped up changed and refurbished and this is the best bit all have a word listeners will receive 25% off everything I'm going I'm getting my saving these guys are amazing Trans Alloy Wheels Limited Get them on Facebook, Insta, online, the lot. Nice one, lids. I don't know about you, but I'm feeling triggered. It must be Have a Word with Adam and Dave. All right, my love. Let's Welcome do... Back. 
I know. I Ryan Joseph, by the way, thanks for that, man. That was a really. It's. I know this is a comedy podcast where we're meant to just be doing comedy, but I fucking do love talking about some stand-up. I don't want to over. I don't want to overdo it, but a little bit of talking because talking to my other comedian mates now is difficult because all they want to do is pontificate on when we're going to gig again, like me and Adam just did briefly there, and that is not a great headspace to be in. Like, so I think that's why comics are talking to each other less. But the actual joy of talking about the fun bits, although it's a little bit melancholy at the moment because you're like, ah, shit, I want to do it. That's the bits that I, I think are still... It's our first love. As much as I love this podcast, that fucking... That old stand-up. Um, would you rather... Dan Evans, uh, I like how your brain works. Would you... Easy. Would you rather be named... Adam Rowingale or Damn Naito? <laughs> Would you rather be renamed Adam Rowingale or Damn Naito? I think Damn Naito sounds like the worst superhero of all time. <laughs> it sounds really like an old Damn Naito. That Damn Naito's. Damn Naito, you better put put that knife down or I'm gonna call the police really low budget superhero movie Adam Rowingale really names you are? <laughs> they're both really shit names I, but I love how he's I love how Dan Evans has gone that is a val let me just think about he spent time on that email going um yeah let me just where, where, where's the halfway point do you know anyone who's done the sort of amalgamated name when they've got married? I know a few douchebags that have tried it. They've gone, well, it's a really, it's part of the patriarchy that I take your name. Uh, and it's it represents ownership of a, of a husband over a wife. And I will not, we won't entertain it. So we're going to take half of your name and half of my name and amalgamate it and have a... That's not a real not, thing. Adam, Adam. They double barrel it, but they don't combo. Yes, my, they do. People do this. Maybe not in fucking South Liverpool, <laughs> but this is this is a, a modern douchey done thing. They take no. They take what? Ding 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 ding. Mate, it, there's no point dinging. It it happens. I know people. Bullshit. It's not, but like I'm honestly not doing this for comedy. This genuinely does happen. You you're gonna have to accept that I'm not lying because there's no. I'm genuine. It's annoying. It's not what I'm into. So I we we joked about it before we got m married that it would be for me and Laura she was Laura Ross it would be Rossingale <laughs> or Nitros which is <laughs> really gay in it Daniel Nitros DJ and also my uh, middle name's James so my initial would be DJ Nitros and I'd need a residency in Bahrain because that's the level of douche you're like DJ Nitros Manama every Friday, Saturday Lithuanian women crying in the corner what's uh, what? go on did you see the email we got earlier because I'd like to, I don't know whether you've seen this and I'd like to ask you it Um, give us one sec it's Nit Nitros waits for no one DJ Nitros I, I'm warming to that, you know. I'd love a residency in Bahrain. Hi, Dave and Adam. What would be your wrestling name your, and your special move? What would it be called? 
Well, that was uh, that was my next question. So thanks for was fucking... it really? Yeah, I've set it I up, just... old boy. Set it up. Um, I got one for you. Have you thought about it? Oh, you got for one you, for me. Yeah. Go on. Because you're bald, aren't you? And you got your glasses and you your hat. I can't. Yeah, but I can't wear my hat in the ring, kind of. So, I mean, no, I could. I, can, I only just get bald. away with wearing it in fucking comedy. So I think you should be called Stone Cold Steve from Accounts. <laughs> Fucking prick! I think Stone Cold's too hard. I think it should be lukewarm. <laughs> Hello, you all right? It's Steve from Accounts. <laughs> Steve from Accounts. <gasps> Hello, I'm a wrestler. Please, no moves towards the face. I am wearing spectacles. <sighs> I think you'd be the Eskimo. Why? Yeah, because you you know you've got the weird, the hairy thing, and you've got that heat. You sleep naked, even in the winter, which you've said several times on this podcast. Like you're up to two or three times going. If it's fucking snowing outside, I've got me little dick and balls. I've got me hairy little asshole. Mm-hmm. I'll fucking sleep in the snow, and it always makes me think you're like part yeti, part fucking the yeti Eskimo, the yeti, the yeti. <laughs> I can't think of anything else. The fucking Yeti. Oh. What would you what would your finishing move be? The fucking Oh, he's gonna do the fucking He's doing the ice cube! He's doing the ice cube. The blizzard. What's the blizzard? Just fuck the heating up and piss on you. <laughs> what the fuck? How did you make the? In my head, that was the WWF. Then that we were we were in like an arena in South Carolina, and your finishing move is going like, "Excuse me, uh, I'm gonna have to get to the radiators, please." Is anyone gonna fucking? <laughs> these need bleeding. These lah. It's a fucking complicated, complicated I love finishing. That you're just move. showing your age again, by the way. It hasn't been the WWF since the fucking turn of the century. <laughs> Ah no, but that was when it was good. That was when it was really good. When when the characters were racist, you know, I always I just you know not, that. Have you seen that clip of Vince McMahon with John Cena Go and on. the Black Wrestler? No, but I want you to tell me about it so much. I can't even so, tell you. My heart hurts. I, I'll send you the clip. So it starts. Vince McMahon walks up to John Cena and goes, "What's good in the hood?" And John Cena goes, you know, just keeping it real. And Vince McMahon, the white apparent owner or whatever of the WWE, yeah. goes, well, keep it up, my... And then says the N-word. And then it follows him as he walks past the black wrestler. And the black wrestler goes, he did not just say that. <laughs> Do you think Vince McMahon genuinely wanted to have that as his character name? <laughs> Vince, we've got a new guy coming, uh, Deshaun. He's a really really talented athlete. I think he's going to be brilliant in the wrestling. Obviously, we want to come to you for the character name. And Vince McMahon's like, I've got a great idea. (laughs) Here comes the money. Hit me out. I want you to be called (laughs) my... (laughs) No, no, not not allowed. Oh, God. What would your finishing move be? Probably me in the fetal position. Supporting them to HR. <laughs> right, yeah. 
Uh, I'm gonna get you a written warning. <laughs> oh, here comes Steve the accountant with the industrial tribunal. Oh, and I've just got—I've got like a little stamp, a little stamp on my elbow. As I go in for the elbow smash, it stamps like sexual harassment on the fucking P45. You all right, Adam? You need a coffee. Where's the coffee? Having a little cheeky beer. An alcohol-free Heineken. Oh my God! No more vegetables in your in anything. <laughs> You're not doing ISIS Al Qaeda banter properly. You're drinking al- alcohol-free fucking. Ooh. Oh dear. Nice. What a fucking v- vagina. What's wrong with an alcohol-free beer? Oh, what is? That's like what's what's wrong with a meat-free burger? <laughs> what's wrong with it? I like the what's taste wrong of with beer. a vegetable option at Nando's every day. So I have a few blue Heinekens in the fridge. Well, for fucking blueies, you for you fucking blueies. Um, hang yeah. on. I forgot that it was it was me. I like that you picked out the thing that I picked out. That was good. Just a little, <laughs> little bit of we're on the same page. Got a break I think up. next week. You what? I think next week I should do all the middle bits and you should take over the have a words for a bit. Oh. Oh. Switch it up. <laughs> Fucking yes, mate. Absolutely. Let's do it for a month. Because this middle section is technically defo more of a ball lake than have a word. Um, <laughs> <laughs> especially when you're like, yeah, I'm not enjoying this one. Next one, I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> Do you know something has just sprung into my little tiny mind, Adam? When we were talking about new material, do you keep notebooks from back in the day, or do you just not? Have you got no notebooks? No, I do keep them, but um, I very rarely look at them. I really think I just I'm just floating it. You don't have to say yes or no. I think we should flo- float the idea of just getting an old notebook and just opening a random page, dropping a pen on and explaining the bit. <laughs> Okay, I'll try and find some. I can't uh, guarantee I'm going to find them. Fucking the notebook lotto. <laughs> Let's see what 24-year-old Dan thought was going to make him a famous comedian and clearly fucking didn't. You make notes on your phone? Uh, Yeah, sometimes, yeah. But I don't know where the I phone is. Some, the phone's of them, in. <laughs> some of them are fucking... So here's one note. Stuff to joke about is the title of the notes, as you can see. Oh, and it's just got Go Fund Me. <laughs> <laughs> That's the kind of one that if you leave in there too long, you'll definitely forget what. And you know, there's the, the show set list where they put up random words that could, that should be a set list and they make comics ad lib what that bit of comedy could be. And it's always like, mm, otter trumpet, it's, with no bit in a history of stand-up has ever been called Otter Trumpet. But GoFundMe is randomly is the name of a bit of material. It's conceivable that comics do have a bit called GoFundMe and then they... I would love to hear you riff on GoFundMe. The the reason I haven't written any of that is there's a, an American comic called Tim Dillon who has, do, has taken it where I wanted to take it. Oh, and you've seen and the bit. You've seen the bit. I've seen the bit now, yeah. Um, I hadn't seen it when I had the idea. But then I, I told a mate of mine, oh, I've got this idea for a bit about GoFundMe. And he was like, have you seen Tim Dillon's bit? And I like <laughs> Tim Dillon. I follow him. Yeah. 
he's so fucking funny he's funny but, guy yeah. yeah he's he's on your mom's house yeah I love it when stand-ups do that I watched Chris Brooker who's a comedian who's been on the circuit for years started a couple of years before me and he's a he's a nice bloke but he's he, I once saw him try and do the uh, Alanis Morissette ironic bit by like totally taking to bits the whole song of like <laughs> it's it's not ironic <laughs> 10,000 spoons and all you need is a knife and and I was at the back going oh for fuck's sake Chris he got off he was like I thought the uh, the Alanis Morissette bit's new I thought it went quite well I was like it's Ed Burns it a lot better when Ed Burns did it <laughs> it's Ed Burns most famous bit of material it literally made Ed Burns famous in the late 90s it's so famous that I know the bit from before when I did stand up and he was like oh so annoying I'm like how do you that's like someone going on stage going I'll tell you what what's crazy is imagine if your dad was like garlic bread <laughs> you'd be like yeah dad garlic bread's completely normal and your dad was going that seems mental to me garlic on bread I don't get it and then you'd be like dad oh god that new bit on garlic bread's working really well the audience were a bit confused there's two types of black people. There's black people, and then there's... <laughs> and then there's Vince McMahon wrestling characters. Uh, oh, Jesus. Here's another nose I've got for you. Um, <laughs> I love it. Adam's really good. I, I was worried that I was floating an idea before checking it with him, and I love it how Adam's gone. This is good. Let's do this. Brilliant. We've got a new feature. Are we dying for a new feature? The old fucking notebook lotto. Yes, mate. The internet hasn't made people angry. We're always angry when there's no risk of being punched in the face. Brackets, road rage. <laughs> I honestly, I'm not joking. It would take me a while. I could find within a worrying margin of error, apart, I never wrote the internet. I didn't even see the internet as part of the bit. The exact same fucking idea where everyone's <laughs> fucking brave when they're encased in metal and glass and driving around at 30 miles an hour that's why British people are all pussies on a pavement like sorry 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 and get behind the wheel of a car and the psychos it's the same thought I fucking love it here's another one every group of people wants to be a minority now <laughs> that's it the whole thing I don't want you to do it on the pod. Looking forward to hearing it. Looking forward to your version of it, Freddie's version of it. It's exciting. <laughs> Can we do that? Well, we've run out of time. Listen, I've got a breakup story that I was going to do. We'll do it tomorrow. Um, I, I'm right. fully on board with you taking over the old middle sections. And I feel like we might have a little random... Little check your shitty notebooks. I think it's funny. Funny. Let's <laughs> look at Adam going through his notes. What well, one more one, one, one more, more before we go. Just because of how stupid it is. McDonald workers want fifteen pounds an hour and people are saying if you're against that, you think you're better than them. Yeah, I do. I've got a fucking degree. I haven't. <laughs> You're not just a prick, you're a lying prick. Oh, funny as fuck. Oh, yeah. Let's have a word from either Lightwork or Vox or Studio. Stop doing that. You don't know which one it is. <laughs> <laughs> just fucking stop doing that. Let's have a word from some sponsor. <laughs> Someone who's giving us money. 
Now then, lads, I want to tell you about Trans Alloy Wheels Limited. Alloy wheel refurbishments, car bodywork, and customization services in Leeds and throughout West Yorkshire. Basically, these guys can sort your wheels out. And if you listen to this thinking, well, I'm not like a boy racer, I'm not that bothered about my car. Mate, I drive a Volvo, and after the fucking Rona, I'm going to these guys at Trans Alloy Wheels Limited when I'm gigging in Yorkshire, and I'm going to get them to sort out the alloys that are all scuffed up and fucked on my Volvo V40. So even if you've got a sensible dadmobile or you've inherited your nana's banger, soup up the wheels, get them sorted. If you've parked like a bellend, get them tidied up, make them look smarter. Go the full hog, get them jazzed up, get them glitzy, get them gold. Just live your life through your alloy wheels. They can add value to your car and make it look fucking smart. They use the same techniques as the biggest car manufacturers and they offer powder coating, diamond cutting, painting, new tires, acid stripping and shot blasting, tire fitting and removal. They do car body repairs and they have a pickup and delivery service. They also do insurance work. These guys have got amazing reviews online. Come and get your wheels souped up, changed and refurbished. And this is the best bit. All Have A Word listeners will receive 25% off everything. I'm going, I'm getting my saving. These guys are amazing. Trans Alloy Wheels Limited. Get them on Facebook, Insta, online, the lot. Nice one, lids. I don't know about you, but I'm feeling triggered. It must be Have A Word with Adam and Dave. Adam! It's time to have a word with Adam and Dave. <laughs> Shut up! You have with your friends. Disgusting! The whole podcast. Now it's just a final temperature. Upset me, nasty bitch! <sighs> I hadn't used any of the buttons or pods, so I just wanted to get some out of my system. Shut um, Cool. So, um, <laughs> I like this first one. I've got two. We'll see how far we get with the first one, and maybe the other one goes to tomorrow. Anyway, I like this first one because he wants us to have a word with someone before they've done anything wrong. <laughs> Good. I love a preemptive have a word. So he's called it, lads. I want you to have a pre-word. <laughs> oh, any any time someone says pre-anything, in my head it's pre-cum, which I think for some reason is. Oh, so why? Pre- I don't know. Don't know. I think pre-cum's just a, such a gross concept of like. You're such a perv. Um. All right, lads. Cheers for keeping me sane in this shit show. I'm going back around again in episodes now while working from home because I'm getting through a frankly unhealthy amount of have a word pods. It actually won't be long until I've caught back up again. <laughs> Christ almighty. He's about to lap us. Yeah. Like the one kid that was good at cross country at school. <laughs> Graham Topping. Have I told you about the time I finished second to last in cross country and my mum bought me a Mackey's to celebrate? Because <laughs> the year before I finished dead last So it was still an improvement Yeah lad Yeah lad You've done really well You've done really well And it wasn't that I'd like Caught up to the next guy It's We had a new kid in the school Who was fat asthmatic And his parents were getting a divorce Like he couldn't give less of a shit About this fucking race And I beat him And uh, was like You deserve nuggets Fuck me The only reason you weren't last Because some kid was like Having a fucking asthma attack While sweating and crying Halfway on the fucking run And there's your mum Who's essentially part of the problem You've done so well You know what's really bad as well 
it was close. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but they actually at the finishing line was it later? That's one of the most working class Adam stories ever. Just her with a mac with a happy meal, waving it at the finish line. Go on, love, keep going, <laughs> keep going. <laughs> oh. My head's getting like hot, so I've had to take the headphones off, but I can still hear you. Um, all right, lads. Cheers for keeping me sane in the shit show. I'm going back around in episodes, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, I need you to have a pre-word with the missus before the end of lockdown. She's been moaning about needing a haircut. And last week, she got so fed up with her hair, she asked me to cut her a fringe. I know. Safe to say, I fucked it up. And she cried and laughed but mainly cried and I was in tears at how good my handiwork was however as much as she's joking about how fucking ridiculous it looks now I know that once the shutdown is over this is going to be a stick to beat me with when we actually start telling people what I've done so I have a word with her now before it's too late so what he's saying is he's cut his wife a dodgy fucking barnet and at the minute she's like <laughs> it's really funny isn't it you've cut me shit here but now he's worried that after the shutdown she's going to be going to her friends going and this fucking dickhead cut me hair I made it look fucking stupid well don't what's his name what's his name um oh he also says PS looking forward to the next BA52 delivery I tried the Ferrari case and even though I'm a lager man they were top notch so I'm keeping a subscription I think his name's Andy but I haven't copied it over oh man you do not need to worry she could tell the whole world she could go online she could go to a fucking mams she could tell all her friends and it will be unanimous it maybe not to her face but definitely behind her back that she's the bell end because she gave her boyfriend or husband scissors and went, ER babe, cut my fucking fringe. His oh, name's my. Jake Harvey, by the way. Jake, Sorry for calling you Andy. You are you are absolutely guilt free in this. That would be like me going, I tell you what, I'm absolutely fuming with Etta, my three year old daughter. I let her drive to the shop. She fucking crashed the car at the end of the drive. <laughs> No one's going to be like, oh, I'll tell you what, Dan, she's a real dick about that, isn't it? She want to really let you down driving a Volvo V40 into a tree <laughs> at three years old. That You are absolved of all fucking guilt here, Jake. Why? It's it's ridiculous. She As soon as she picked up the scissors, she should be like, am I on glue? What the fuck am I doing? I think I need a haircut. Talking of fringes, oh, my God, the Yeti. That's how you should come out when you're in WWE. You should come out like that just before you piss ice cubes as your finishing move, the blizzard. Oh, my God. You look fucking Moroccan. What's going on? <laughs> Have you got a bit of foreign in you? Have you got a little bit of foreign? No, but... Are you um, sure? Are you what? sure? Are you sure you're not like a terrorist sleeper? Because you look fucking... If someone said, oh, Adam Rose, half Afghani, I'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm like a quarter Irish or something like that. I think me 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 dad's ma was Irish. But um when I was in school, we had a, a school project which was to find the heritage of your surname. Right. And then create a family shield with the colours of like with colours that related to the heritage. 
and I didn't do any research and then just invented that I was uh, from South African descent. Yes. So the, the family shield I made was the South African row shield. Um, <laughs> and me teacher bought it. Oh, you're the only kid with Nelson Mandela on his family shield. <laughs> I want to live in a world where a man and a woman can live together. Oh my God. That was quite a good impression. <laughs> Your impressions are dog shit. And that, as I was like, that's not bad. Do it again. Where a man and a woman can live together. That's South African descent sorting you out there, isn't it? What a random thing for a Scouse kid to decide he wants to be. Gonna be South African because it's believable. <laughs> and she was like, "Yeah, look at him. He's from somewhere." I don't think she actually bought it. I think what happened was, like, as we know now, because a lot of our friends, a lot of our colleagues, are former teachers. And when you're a kid, you think your teacher cares so much about you and your life and who you are and your future. Teachers largely fucking hate children and they're bored shitless. That teacher was like fucking daft cunt him. Thinks he's yeah. from South Africa. <laughs> also, it's just a whole class of like, yeah, my family is from Irish heritage. My dad was Scottish. <laughs> She's like, oh, someone just makes something up. Hello, my name is Adam Rowe. I am originally from Newcastle. <laughs> Newcastle upon time. I'm Jody descent. <laughs> Mate, that's a pod. Call it. Let's wrap a bow on it. That was a that was a beauty. Get try and rummage out some notebooks. So what we're saying to Jake's missus is we're not having a word with yeah. Tell whoever you want, because you're gonna look like the knobhead anyway. Yeah. Go down to a fucking monastery, speak to the brothers there and go, lads, do you think he was a dick? They're like, well, you've got the same fucking haircut as us, love. You know why? Because you let your boyfriend cut your fringe, you absolute bell pot. Um, just before we do the song, I, I just want to say a proper thank you to the overwhelming support we got after yesterday's announcement. We got a lot of tweets, a lot of messages. We got a chunk of you signing up to the Patreon so that you now get your extra episode every week on the Wednesdays. And overwhelmingly positive and happy. We're so, so grateful for the amount of you that listen to this, share it with your totally. mates, and constantly support us. We fucking love you. That ended the day so much because the tea time was a little bit stressy. I edited the podcast. I forgot to put the Patreon names on the end of it. Someone tweeted and went, you've missed it off. And I put it back on this morning. So if your episode doesn't have the Patreon names on you, like, where are they? Redownload the episode. They are there. I was just all flappy because of the power cut and everything. And by the time me and, me and Laura sat down to watch Ozark, me and Adam were WhatsApping each other going, how fucking nice are some of these tweets? I really, really appreciate because we were worried that we were changing the schedule and people were going to be annoyed. I don't know why, because we feel responsible, but it was so nice to get the kind words that we got. Also, I don't know whether you've seen this, but yesterday, you know the magazine NME, the music magazine? Yeah, I saw it, yeah. That they put a tweet out saying, what's your favourite podcast you've discovered recently? And there was about 180 in the end replies to it, and over 60 of them <laughs> were our fans. <laughs> One of the biggest magazines in the world. A third of the replies to what's your favourite podcast was from Have A Wait. <laughs> Fucking brilliant. Which is phenoms. 
Right. Got a song for you. Today's artist is called Adam Go Lightly. I assume that's how I pronounce it. G-O-L-I-G-H-T-L-Y. Facebook and YouTube are both Adam Go Lightly Music. This song is called Woman in Black. Thanks as always for listening and supporting us. And we will see you all tomorrow. <laughs>